Hello, it's 2024. Can you friggin' believe it? I can. So if you can't, get over it. It's 2024. Time is moving. Keep up. So listen, I hope you had a good New Year's Eve. I don't think that you did. I don't think that you did have a good time on New Year's Eve. And honestly, I don't think that anyone has a good time on New Year's Eve. I feel like everyone pretends to be having a good time, but no one's having a good time. You're either like, you know, with a whole bunch of people and life is good and you're taking pictures or you're like making a statement in a different direction. You're like, oh, I went to bed at 11 p.m. I just feel like it's a weird time. I just don't believe anyone loves New Year's Eve. I just don't feel that. I think that New Year's Eve was probably like incredible when we did 1999 to 2000. Like, how could you not love that? But like, I don't know, like celebrating a 2013, it doesn't just, it just doesn't hit the same. So it's not my belief that people love New Year's Eve. I think that people just pretend. And I think that it probably stresses people out. If you're in the gay culture, it's probably even more stressful. It's like, who are you with? How hot are they? Oh my God, it's all too much. So I try and stay away from that. If anything, I do the opposite. I usually freak out a little bit just to myself um, because it's just a weird time, isn't it? I always kind of like compare you know what I think I'm doing? I think I'm doing one of those things where I'm explaining a really normal human experience but making it seem like only I have that. It's like one of my worst qualities when people do that. You know, when people say things like, for me, what's really important in an apartment is sunlight. And you're like, yeah, that's how everyone feels Becky. So I was about to say, for me, on New Year's Eve, I like think about the year that passed and think about like what I want for the future year. But obviously that's probably a universal experience. But anyway... That kind of stresses me out quite a lot, thinking about what I haven't achieved and what I have achieved. So, on that vein, I want to talk about things that were prevalent in 2023 that I personally don't feel that we need to bring into 2024. So, if you will, kind of things that are out. Oh, <clears throat> sorry, my voice just broke at 32. Um, So, things that are out for 2024. So, the first thing I have here is talking about AI. We've done a lot of talking about AI, and guess what, AI? I'm not scared of you. I'm actually not scared of you. In fact, sorry, I'm not even thinking about you at all, AI. And I get that everybody is thinking about AI a lot. We're talking about AI a lot, but it feels to me like, where is it? Where is the AI? Like, I can't see it. So far to me, it's just a self-service checkout. And guess what? We've had that for like 15 years. So I'm not really too scared of you, mate. I'm actually worried a little bit that we're overhyping AI because I'm like ready for it to kidnap my family, take over the world, take my job, steal my money, make me a total irrelevance. And honestly, I don't think that it can do that. I get that maybe it can in the future, but I'll wait and see. AI conversations feel a little bit like what cryptocurrency used to be like five or ten years ago when you go to a bar and someone will be like, hey, like, how much did you invest in Ethereum? And I feel like it's a bit like that. It's like, oh, no, dude, like, it's AI shit is crazy. Yeah, but is it crazy? Is it crazy? It all just seems very hypothetical to me right now. And honestly, AI, I don't hate you. I actually wish you the best. It's just a lot of talk not much action and so for that reason i'm going to need to see more than just an app on the app store that can show you a little bit more of your picture 
that wasn't in the picture it doesn't do much for me and so i think you might want to just like dial it down and then just come back and surprise us that's actually what i would do now the next one i actually didn't think that i had to put on this list and i was disappointed to have to put this on this list but all over my uh feed on new year's eve were videos of fireworks i didn't know people still did that fireworks are definitely something that should be enjoyed in the moment in fact are fireworks just redundant period are fireworks even that groundbreaking anymore especially when you just compare it to ai i mean i don't know i thought we were going moving in the in the vein of drones so when i see people putting a firework on my instagram it doesn't get me very excited like i don't never actually have i ever seen a video of a firework and been like oh look at that that was lovely you guys come and have a look at this look at this firework where do you think they got that like i get it you had a nice time but not to one-up you or anything i was literally in manhattan five years ago and i saw a possum on fifth avenue a possum that's the kind of thing i want to see on my instagram feed that shit gets me excited but seeing your fireworks anyone can get a firework everyone's seen a firework i don't think that we need to do it it's not the worst thing ever in fact honestly if you get joy from posting your firework you actually should i'm gonna retract the firework thing actually i do think if you see a possum you should if poss possum if if, if possum post the possum a hundred percent of the time post the possum if you see a firework maybe ask yourself if you should post it if you really want to post it post it that's actually fine considering what else is going on in the world i can deal um something else i've got on here that's more of a personal one for me for 2024 and all of the years before and after that is not to do steroids it can be so tempting to do steroids um but obviously they're so bad for you and mentally physically all the all the goddamn things but they're is obviously this kind of like lingering thing that if I did steroids I would be leaner I'd be bigger I'm already big I'd be leaner and then you'd be invited to more things you'd be more popular there'd be more money on the table but um I didn't go into this year finding success by looking like a steroid junkie I found success in these kind of ways my steroid shot is articulating a feeling connecting with people on a bit of a deeper level and obviously sucking dick it's the combo that's my trifecta and for me that snowball might be slower but it is uh a lot more me i do kind of understand the idea of having a steroid body like for a summer and just experiencing that because why the fuck not on another kind of like only fans basis thing i'm not quite sure why people put the percentage of their success on only fans like in the title of their name like rich harring 0.1 percent i mean i wish actually maybe when i get there you might see it but I don't think I don't get that that doesn't that just to me doesn't read like I could be completely wrong but I feel like socially 10 years ago also if you like had the car you were going on the private jet you were partying in Mykonos and doing all the goddamn stuff the more you put that online the more of a hot commodity you were but times have changed and I feel like a higher social currency now is having your feet on the ground and like maybe living that life but not letting people know so i don't think that bragging about how successful you are especially when it comes to like money related stuff or work i don't think that like necessarily reads or looks as good as people think that it does you know what it kind of reminds me of imagine you're like in middle management at some company and you're like let's say you're svp of marketing 
So there you are in your desk and you have your little plaque that says SVP of marketing and like your dick is so hard under the table because you're like, yeah, bitch, that's me, SVP of marketing. And you're sat there like doing your thing and then you leave the office, but you take the plaque with you. Like who does that? But that's what it reminds me of. Like, so there you are, you go to the car wash and you like, as you're, <laughs> as you're going through the car wash, you put your, you're holding your plaque against the window and you're looking out the window, seeing if the guy who does the like mechanics of the car wash, just to see if he can see it and see if anyone passing by could see that you're SVP of marketing. Like I get that it does something for you, but I'm not sure it does something for other people. Also, like just from a business perspective, if you are actually already that successful, why would you then need to put that there? Because it's obviously not to get more successful if you're already feeling like a success story. What I do want to know is your mortgage rates. That's something, I w- that's a percentage I would like to see at the percent- your mortgage rate. That we should start sharing openly. That would be actually very useful and just interesting. That is a good way for me also to track your success. Let me know your mortgage rate. Yeah, how, how much is your mortgage? How much was your down payment? That, that would be more useful to me to really see under the hood at your success. <laughs> that's all we're doing another thing um that i think we should leave into 2024 is adhd listen i don't have a problem if you have adhd i actually don't have a problem with adhd itself whatsoever i have like a slight gripe with trending mental illness is is adhd a mental illness have i am i gonna get cancelled but i've met a lot of people in the last 12 months who say that they have adhd undiagnosed but they say they have because they've seen it on social media it's an interesting concept like trending mental health problems because if you had like a physical ailment you couldn't kind of just like relate to it slightly but not actually have it you have to be all in or all out with a physical ailment you can't break your fifth metatarsal or snap your achilles heel a bit like oh fuck i've snapped my achilles heel i'm on crutches yeah sometimes i get pain in my foot like i kind of I think I have a bit of a snapped Achilles heel. Doesn't really work like that, but with ADHD this year, I've met so many people who have ADHD. And there is a difference, I think, between finding hard sleep because you hate your job and being on TikTok for too long because you're stuck in a rut. And that's not ADHD. Also, if you can't get through a film because you're not enjoying it, that's because you don't enjoy the film. Okay, Becky? That's not because you have ADHD. That's how I feel about that. So yeah, no issues with ADHD coming into 2024, issues with diagnosing yourself from social media and then telling people about it. And what's gonna go, what's in? What do we wanna have a comeback? What are the good things that we wanna bring into 2024? Because there are some, I probably should have started off the top of this podcast with the positives and not the negatives, but hey, that's just who I am, a cynical bitch. Um. But I do feel strongly that friendship needs to make a comeback in 2024. There's kind of been this social movement in the last, like, five years. I would say probably since the pandemic, maybe as a way to kind of protect yourself, um, where we were, like, this movement of, like, self-love and self-worth. But I kind of do feel like self-love is a little bit selfish now. And just like most social movements, it comes, like, full circle, where the kind of notion that if you're not getting a good feeling or necessarily what you want from somebody or relationship in your life you're supposed to turn your back on it and move on and go where the grass is greener and I just don't really think that's how relationships work I think that you can't just take all of the time and sometimes friendships are not easy and sometimes friendships are you 
calling each other out sometimes friendships are uncomfortable ways of learning about yourself and about other people and um definitely from my experience some of the most valuable friendships i have in my life and the most strong sturdy consistent ones are definitely ones where you kind of like have to meet each other in the middle and you can't always get a good feeling all the time 100% of the time and I feel like we're kind of like sold a bit of a lie on that and we're always kind of like looking for something that's maybe like a little bit too polished and perfect I do without being too deep think that in this podcast over however many episodes I've done I've signaled in some ways about feeling a bit on the outside of a gay experience or a gay friendship group or maybe honestly signaling that I'm a little bit lonely and all of those things are true and so many people will message like relating or identifying themselves within that experience and it makes sense and it's something i've seen so much specifically living in america this kind of like epidemic of loneliness and people feeling like they're in a populated area but with no friends and or with friends that aren't there for them or and just not good enough or not fully understanding them or they're feeling disappointed by it. i feel like that's a really common theme and so i do think that we need to sort of like figure that one out definitely and it's something I personally am trying to do so much uh, myself, definitely in, in my friendships, even myself. So yeah, let's bring friendship back for 2024. Another thing that I definitely want to maintain and that I think is a really good thing is replying to people in 2024. Because there's no excuses. We've all got our phones in our hands. And I can tell you, even if you have half a million followers, you're getting messages, but not that many messages. Like, you're always able to reply to people and consider their feelings and experience and pay people respect in that way. I think that that is super important. And also just quite nice to be able to, like, get to know people in general online. At least that's from my experience. But also, like, on dating apps too, even if you're just, even if you're not, not, in the OnlyFans world experience or you're not like necessarily a person with followers I do think just in general it is good to always reply to people I used to have a job a more corporate job and my number one rule was always to be the last person to reply so like if you're in an email chain um, it's always a good thing if you make sure you never weren't the last person to reply so even if someone just puts okay cool I'll see you there just always send up the second then another email and be like awesome can't wait to see you just always be that person who's like a bit thoughtful about other people's experience and a good communicator because there's just no excuses we're all attached to our phones so it's just a little bit rude and if you're super busy and you're one of those people who feels a bit overwhelmed and they can't simply reply to everybody you got a problem with your priorities and so everybody probably already knows that and if you're not replying to a person for that reason you're going to make them feel like they're low on your priority list, which is also bad. So we've just got to figure that out. Consider other people, let them know, especially when it comes to dating or something sexual. You, It's just like the, the worst feeling when um, somebody just like leaves you hanging, especially after you've sent your photos or something. So like think about everybody. And just to round up this episode, um, I and on the, that theme too of replying, I want to thank uh, messages I got um, over the new year period and as this podcast picks up a few more listeners I've already talked about how I absolutely love it and today when I finished the gym I happened to read a message um, on my Instagram from a guy called Richard and he said um, hey I just wanted to say I'm enjoying your podcast and your online content can't be easy getting started in your arena and you're impressive and have an approach an approachable side that is unusual hopefully this year takes off for you and thank you so much 
that kind of sentiment is so nice and so encouraging, so moving and so fulfilling and all the things. Um, I want to touch on something kind of personal at the end of this podcast, which might seem a bit out of context, but this Christmas wasn't super easy for me. And um, I've been living in America for the last 10 years, which has been a bit of a bubble. Um, I've made friends in America who only know me as an adult, who respect me as an adult, and generally speaking, are super constructive, positive relationships. I've been away from people who've known me for many years. I've been away from people who don't necessarily um, accept me uh, fully or have some sort of passive gripe with perhaps the way I live my life or the way I behave. And this Christmas, like so many other people, you find yourself around these people. And um, I don't think it's good to sell people out or throw people under the bus who you have, you know, long-standing relationships with. So if you could just read between the lines of what I'm saying is that this Christmas was a little bit tough for me for that reason. And um, it makes me be able to put into context how I feel about the relationship with what I'm doing online. I've spoken a lot about how encouraging it has been for me, but to be honest, I think that maybe I attributed that feeling to feeling successful for in what I've achieved here in the last year. But now I actually think perhaps what has been really the root of that feeling isn't necessarily success. It's kind of the encouragement that everybody has given me. It is so incredible how that feeling of being kind of like cheered on in the ways, just like that message I read to you, having to be able to experience that every day has built my confidence and made me find happiness in such an intense way. And so when you're around people who do the opposite of that, or they criticize you or make jabs, it is kind of wild how fast that can burst your bubble and how quickly that can make you feel like absolutely nothing. And it really did just put into context how grateful I am and how much I appreciate this small community here. Um, And I just want to finish off this podcast by again saying thank you and just letting you know that everyone deserves to be encouraged and like everyone deserves to be told they're good at something. And if you're in any environment where you feel like someone is saying that or they're indirectly making you feel that way, it is just not worth it. It's absolutely not worth it. It is worth um, surrounding yourself with all the good things because everybody 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 deserves to be built up and not knocked down um and so i just thank you so much for that invaluable experience i didn't ever expect to find that here and i didn't ever think that it would be such a deep feeling um and such a positive feeling and so i just want to keep um up this year in a similar vein i want to keep going at things harder and faster i want to keep working on this podcast and most of all i want to keep working my relationship with you so thank you so much and if you're able to rate this podcast five stars not four not three not two not you not me not hermione (laughs) that would be so fantastic if you could rate this five stars and write something uh that helps me out a ton and of course for anyone who uh subscribe to my only fans this year or today you are helping me out because i'm worried that january is going to be slow so anyway love you so much thank you for listening to this podcast i think you're the best speak soon